It is Weight Loss Wednesday on the Broadview Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about mental health, so take it away. And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, coach, coach, coach. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, April the 15th. I know some of y'all have gotten your stimulus checks. Just know what you're giving away to spend that money. Um, But everything doesn't have to be uh, that deep. Anyway, uh, enjoy the money. Uh, And for you guys who need it, I hope it helps you get by. For those of us uh, who may not need it or for for those of you who may not need it or still working, um, you know, it'll be a nice relief, a nice reprieve um, from some of the heaviness that's going on. So, anywho, today uh, is Weight Loss Wednesday, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. And we're going to be talking about mental health. And I know some of you might be asking... uh, Everyone, I think a lot of people, especially now, understand the role of mental health uh, in our everyday lives, and especially when it comes to weight loss. But in the event that maybe you don't uh, know the correlation uh, between the two, uh, I wanted to talk about some of it um, because I think mental health uh, we we view it almost taboo right now. Uh, everyone. Uh, People think that everyone is like, like as if mental health is being used as an excuse. I hear that often. Uh, that's like, oh, you know, if I say I can't do something because I have this uh, mental issue or this mental block, uh, people are like, oh, you know, here we go, bringing up the mental health excuse. But it's like, yeah, you know, if you just do a little bit of research, just a bare minimum of research, you're going to find out that probably some of the Traits, toxic and negative traits that you may have, that you may carry, could actually be related to a mental health issue that is undiagnosed, um, that has gone unchecked in your life. And that is the case for really the majority of people. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. Now, I, it's I, I've I've been judged uh, because of of mentioning my mental health, even by females that I've spoken to who have stopped talking to me after me just being open, like, Hey, you know, I suffer from some mental health issues. I go through depression. I suffer from social anxiety, things like that. Um, I have PTSD from past relationships, uh, and they get scared and that's fine with me. It doesn't really bother me. It's, it's really more concerning that they would that the, the reaction is like, oh, I have no mental health issues. I don't want to deal with this. And it's like, uh, that that doesn't seem very likely. Uh, if you've grown up here, <laughs> there's a very, very good possibility that you have suffered trauma in your childhood one way or another. And it's important to note that things like trauma are very uh, uh, are very relative to the person that goes through it. Uh, mental health is not to be judged. If I say I have PTSD from a former romantic relationship, right? And an Iraqi soldier comes back after having bombed Iraq and, and suffering many gunfights and stuff like that, comes back and says they have PTSD. That doesn't necessarily lessen my PTSD. We both have PTSD. We're just suffering from different degrees of it and different. We now have different triggers of it. Uh, and, and that's important to know. So 
Uh, I think sometimes people are afraid to even say they have PTSD because, again, it's like, well, how can I have PTSD from uh, because my my father didn't do this or my mother didn't do this when I was growing up. Uh, but meanwhile, this Vietnam vet has PTSD like he really has PTSD. I'm just bitching. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're not bitching. You're suffering from something. And so so was he. Uh, and maybe his is a little bit more severe than yours, possibly. But again, it's relative to your experience. You see what I'm saying? It's relative to your experience. What if I, I don't even want to get too deep into it, but let's say you sent like a serial killer off to war who kills a bunch of people and actually satisfies his craving of serial killing. Well, he may not have PTSD, right? Um, it's relative to the person that you are. And that's a crazy metaphor. Understand that this metaphor, listen, this is this is my podcast. If you're coming here, you're coming here for wild stretches of logic and crazy metaphors. String theory, as I mentioned on, on one of my 476ers podcasts with the homie Vic, I go on these weird strings and this is the string I am now making uh, in, in regards to PTSD. So the point being... Um, PTSD, every every trauma you suffer is relative to the person that you are. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, PTSD, the trauma that you suffer can, can spawn off other things. Uh, my social anxiety, for example, I suffer from social anxiety. Well, that is a uh, a result of never feeling comfortable uh, in my skin, essentially, you know, always being uh, very large. And considering that this is Weight Loss Wednesday, this is why I wanted to bring this up. Um, being, you know, like obese for the vast majority of my life, but also being six foot four, uh, it kind of changes the perspective of things. Not only do you feel like the fattest and the biggest person in the room, you are now also probably the tallest person in the room. So you're the tallest and the biggest. And from an early age, uh, while people thought this might have been complimentary, uh, it just reinforced this anxiety that I had. People, you know, would walk up to me and be like, hey, oh, you play football, you please should play for the Eagles and all that type of shit. Well, yeah, they mean well. But when you hear that 100 times, you're they're saying Oh, man, you look like an offensive tackle, meaning you look like this 6'6", 350-pound, massive person. You should play football. And it's like, well, what if I don't like football, right? Now all you're doing is is further uh, pushing a negative image that I have, a negative self-image that I have of myself. And now you're making me socially anxious when I go out. So when I run into and oh, even further, I mentioned this. I've mentioned this to, to my friends, you know, every time I go to a bar or a club and I walk up to the bouncer and the first thing the bouncer says, is, oh, man, we don't want no problems with you. It's 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 funny and ha ha. OK, but if you have social anxiety, guess what? Well, this is just reinforcing that social anxiety. Now, listen, I'm not saying that everyone needs to consider your social anxiety, because I think that is p partly a problem. With today, this idea that everyone is super duper sensitive uh, and, and you know, we should just uh, uh, like like we can't possibly account for everybody and everyone's mental health. And um, that's fair. You know, it's it's fair. I can't go out and expect a bouncer to know that I have social anxiety and for him to then account for that, for example. Uh, really, what I'm talking about here is is us learning how to manage our own mental health issues, whether it be through therapy, whether it be through meditation, whether it be through a combination of both. Um, I mean, therapy is a huge is a huge step in the right direction, seeing a therapist to help you manage your mental health. But before you can even get to that, you need to acknowledge your mental health. Um, 
And, and when it comes to weight loss, so that brings me to now weight loss. Um, a lot of us, for one reason or the other, uh, are, are coping through eating. Uh, and we may not realize that. We may not know it. We may not acknowledge it. But that is the case. Uh, if you don't know why you eat a lot or, or <laughs> why you're you know gaining weight or why you can't lose weight and why you can't stop and start something, uh, it really starts with your mind. Uh, and it starts with your mental health, which isn't just about uh, your mental health isn't just about your mind, quote unquote, dysfunctioning, even though some would argue that things like anxiety is your mind functioning well. And it's a flag saying something is wrong here. All right. Something is wrong. Um, so, for example, in my case where I may not feel comfortable in public uh, due to my own self-image, well, that's my mind saying something is wrong. I need to work on my self-image. I don't necessarily need to lose weight. Uh, because that's where the whole that's the idea of body positivity and, and whatnot. But I need to work on my self-image and how I view myself um, out in public needs to be better than it is. And that will help calm my anxiety. Now, I'm not saying medication won't help uh, things like that. I, I would never shit on someone's medication. Everyone suffers. Uh, again, th this is a spectrum. These are there are degrees of this. So certain people suffer from it worse than others. Some people need medication. It's gone too long unchecked. Uh, but the quicker that we can address that and the quicker not only that we address it for ourselves, but we address it for the way we are raising our children uh, will help mitigate some of those factors and circumstances. Um, I think one of the biggest things I've probably learned, especially over the last few weeks uh, during my journey uh, of, I mean, almost my journey of self-discovery on some real sex in the city shit. Um, I've never even seen sex in the city. I don't even know why I made that comparison. I hope that's a show about self-discovery in some form or fashion. I have no clue. Uh, anyway, but I'm going to stick with that metaphor on some real sex in the city shit uh, out here like Carrie Bradshaw. Uh, one of the things I've learned is that when you are approaching, uh, when you're approaching the person that you are meant to be, uh, when you are getting in that lane of who you are meant to be, you start realizing that you're op you just start operating at a far higher frequency. Um, my my motivation, the understanding of what needs to happen, what needs to be done, gets different uh, than when you're uncertain. Uh, and and that part of that comes from from having built a, a better self-esteem over the last couple of years, because I think it's when you don't see yourself as shit. Right. When you view yourself as you ain't shit. Uh, well, you're going to you're going to continue doing the same negative things that are going to keep you in that place because you that's all you think you deserve. You think you you think I ain't shit. And therefore, everything I do from this point forward is going to be to maintain the I ain't shit version that I'm that I am. And that's not true. Uh, we're all special one way or the other, whether we refuse to acknowledge it or not, doesn't matter. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Um, we will. I, I th this is a little bit off topic, but I remember going to the gym um, uh, maybe when I first started this this whole journey. Um, and I remember seeing this guy there who was big, bigger than me, uh, was honestly bigger than me. Um, and he, he was, uh, he would spend a lot of time talking to this other guy at the gym who really had all the, just a, a bunch of muscles, but was really there to bullshit and waste time. I mean, he'd be at the gym for four hours and do like three exercises. Um, 
they wouldn't even actually do them right either. He was just there to socialize, essentially. And this guy was spending a lot of time around him. And I remember thinking, like, that can't be me. You know what I mean? Even when I when I bring people to the gym with me, um, I tend not necessarily to work out with them because everyone that goes to the gym with me, uh, they're like skinny, they're in shape. Um, they're, they don't have the same goals. So they can't understand. They can't understand. Um, so when when you hear a lot of skinny people like feeding you shit and and telling you all this stuff. Um, it's really, really, really hard. And it's not, uh, not that I think that you should not listen to them. Um, but what I do believe is that you just need to understand like, Hey, I am different and I am special. Um, and nobody can understand and nobody can tell you. So that voice in your head, there's a voice in your head that is always going to try to keep you down because it's a, it's a voice that is learned. It's part of your uh, learned behavior. Uh, that is part of your your mental health from growing up. Somebody told you at a young age you couldn't do it. Your self-esteem took a shit. And since then, it's been echoing in your mind every time you try to start something. This thing is telling you something differently. And you have to essentially work to fight that off. One of the be- the biggest things I've been learning, especially about, about that voice in your head, right, is about really giving yourself affirmations. Uh, this is like it's it's wild how important this is uh, and how it really, listen, You there are leaps you need to take, leaps in logic, okay? You need to understand you need to take leaps. The idea that you're going to go start a diet, let me go do South Beach for a month, that shit is not going to work. I'm telling you that right now. From a person who is experienced, who's done this, that shit's not going to work. Stop lying to yourself. That is not going to work. There was a great TED Talk I watched yesterday. I've been watching a lot of TED Talks. It was a really good one I watched yesterday um, about committing to something 100 percent. Right. Uh, which seems very simple. But the idea was that, uh, you know, this guy had had met all these people who were uh, gaining weight, uh, who had, you know, were, were obese and wanted to lose weight. Uh, but were making decisions that were not really committing 100 percent. They were not making the decision. They were going 98 percent. I'm going to go do Atkins for three months. But what are you going to do after Atkins? You see, because what you're what the problem part of the problem with diets is right. And this again, this is, is a plague on your mental health. This is playing on your your own weakness. A diet is offering you a three month solution. And it's bastardizing the concept. So Atkins, right, the, the Dr. Atkins, who created the Atkins diet, was not creating a diet. He was saying, if you read the book, he's saying this needs to be a life change. All right. This is not a diet. This is a way of life. That's why you see like uh, the successful vegans uh, saying that they're making a decision. This is no longer just a diet choice. I'm going to eat vegan today uh, because it might be healthy. No, 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 no. This is a life change. You need to make a life altering decision. Uh, on your health, the way you consume food, the way you view food, the way you understand your mind needs to be a life changing decision, life altering, not a, I'm going to do this 30 day fast. I'm going to go ahead and do this random shit that came across my email. Instagram is perfect for that. Oh, Sarah's discovery. Well, who the fuck even knows what Sarah's discovery is? I'll tell you what Sarah's discovery is. I, I, I one day went and looked, I don't know if you even know what Sarah's discovery is, but if you go on Instagram, you're going to see one of three uh, like hilarious guarantees. One is the $350 survey. Two is Sarah's discovery. And what is the third one? 
There's a third one I can't remember. But anyway, Serious Discovery is essentially just doing um, is essentially just doing uh, what you call it, uh, the keto diet, which is a just a different name for Atkins essentially. Um, and, and it's it's all of these things, these these not not necessarily get rich quick schemes, but ideas that are playing on you. You are because you are overweight, and I'm talking specifically to people who who are dealing with being overweight, have self-esteem issues, and are having trouble committing to a diet. This is not to shit on anybody. Uh, if you're happy in your skin, be happy in your skin. You know what I mean? That is first and foremost. And in fact, if you're truly happy in your skin, if you truly have that self-esteem within you, then if you wanted to lose weight, it, it's possible for you. You know what I mean? Not, not only just possible, but it, it'd be likely you know, that you could just go make this decision um, because you're, you're coming from a healthy standpoint. I'm talking to the people who have an issue with their self-image, who are who really do want to lose weight um, and are struggling to commit to something. Um, essentially, uh, the, the point. So, yeah. So the point being, again, so committing 98 percent, I'm going to go do this for 30 days. I'm going to do this for 90 days. I'm going to do this for a month. Um, that's not making a decision. That's essentially putting a Band-Aid on a busted pipe and hoping that it's going to work. You need to tear down the fucking, you need to tear every pipe out. You got to shut the water off, replace the pipe, and then start the water up again um, is what you need to do. You know what I mean? You need to gut yourself and start from scratch. Uh, and you need to make the 100% commitment uh, to, to doing something. Um, and that, so that's that's one way of looking at it. So it's, it's, it's. An idea that I've been like working with, kicking around, and, and it, it's to a certain extent um, is is good. But the problem, so so the one problem is here uh, with this, and this is another idea I've been kicking out. So there's another, there's a science of uh, of what's the word of willingness. It's called the science of willingness, right? The idea of of being willing. So what this is saying, w w the ideal here is when you get a craving, right? When you get a food craving. It's not about pulling away. It's no longer about playing this tug of war with how you feel uh, with with the negative feeling you have about food. Right. It's about willing to sit in that moment and willing to to almost confront how you feel right to confront this feeling. This happened to me actually uh, a couple days ago. And I was I was in the middle of journaling. I was writing, uh, which is like a super helpful technique. It's a, it's journaling is a type of meditation. Um and I was journaling and this negative thought came across about eating, you know what I mean? About getting some good food just because I wanted to taste some banging shit. I haven't tasted in a while. Uh, and what I was what I did literally in the middle of journal, journaling while I was writing was I wrote a question. I wrote, will this help me get to my goal? And the answer was no. And I wrote, is it even worth it? And the answer was no. And I asked another question. I can't remember what the other question is. Uh, and the answer was no. And all of a sudden, instead of shutting it away, right, instead of just shaking my head and saying, no, 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 no I don't even want to think about it. Um, I sat there with it. You know what I mean? Like it's a friend. You know, I, I put my arm around and I said, listen, bro, I'm sorry to say, but I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, maybe one day, but not today. It won't be this week. won't be it for a while, <laughs> for a very long time. Um and and I think that is more likely for the person that is trying to take those first steps uh, into weight loss. Uh, you know, he part of what the hundred percent guy is referencing is guys like Michael Jordan. It's like, yeah, well, Michael Jordan's willpower operates at a level that is like 
it's superhuman. That's why he's Michael fucking Jordan. That's why he's the greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, and I also th- another thing he talked about was the point of no return. And a lot of people never, ever get to a point of no return. And it's it's hard. It's hard to manufacture that point of no return. I've hit. I, I, and another thing he mentioned was that a lot of people, a lot of successful people, not just in weight loss, but in business, hit multiple points of no return, which has happened to me. Uh, multiple points of no return over the last couple of years where there was no longer a looking back, where my standard had become, well, this is my standard and it's about improving the standard now. Um, and, and I hit this point of no return and that's what happened recently, right? Recently I hit a point of no return. Um, uh, and, and it's not manufactured. It's a realization. And that's, that's part of the issue here with this, the hundred percent thing is yes, making the commitment a hundred percent. I agree with, I agree with a hundred percent, uh, no pun intended. Um, but we are, a lot of us are people who have struggled with making a hundred percent commitments our whole lives. Um, and, and our mental health makes it even that much more difficult. Uh, we have negative views of ourselves and we are immediately telling ourselves we can't do it. Uh, and that's part of what having uh, writing down positive affirmations, essentially telling yourself you can do it over and over and over and over again until your mind believes it. There's a million uh, uh, articles and videos and scientific research done about just the power of, of positive thinking about telling ourselves positive things, saying that you are and still instead of you aren't, uh, saying you will instead of you won't, saying you can instead of you can't. Um, those things are real. You know what I mean? As corny as they may sound. And, and it's so easy to say they're corny because, again, that's that inner monologue inside of ourselves that is essentially telling us not to believe in it because we don't believe in ourselves. You see, we will cast dispersions onto other things um, based on our own self-doubts. Sometimes this happens to me sometimes where I'll, where I will have these moments and I see this all, social media is perfect for this social, trust me, social media is perfect for this. You'll understand why in a moment, um, where I will sit here and say, nobody believes in me. Right. But then I think about that logically. I start breaking that down. Who is nobody? Nobody believes in me. That means I'm talking about out of everybody, not one of these people believe in me. Well, who are they? Who are the nobody that believes in me? Uh, and when I run down the list and I start, I start, wait, does this, my, my homie here, does he not believe in me? No, I don't think that's the case. Does this person not believe in me? No, that's not true. My son? No, my son's mother? No, my mother, my father? No, that's not true. Oh, shit. It's me who doesn't believe in me. It's me who doesn't believe in me. And I'm saying it's it's nobody believes in me. I'm actually talking about myself. And that's w- w- when I reference social media, I'm talking about like that person who's like, oh, yeah, the haters, this, this and that. A lot of times the quote unquote, the haters are not there is not a person hating on you. You're just a person, especially if you're not famous. If you're famous, then everyone probably hates you. But if you're not famous, you're just a regular person. uh, Yeah, no one is probably actively hating on you. You know what I mean? But you doubt yourself and you hate yourself sometimes. We need to change that voice inside of ourselves. Um, So when, when I now when I sit there and I'm thinking nobody believes in me, I take a moment and I say, no, Brian, you're doubting yourself right now. 
that's what it is. You're doing something and you don't, you're not sure if you believe in it. I mean, that comes everything I do, the podcast, I'm launching this website. I want to start all these ventures. Uh, and it's so easy to sit there and just be like, bro, no one believes in you. Uh, but in reality, it's like, nah, man, it, this is my, that inner demon inside of me that's telling me to stop because it's safer to stop. You know what I mean? It's safer to not fail. When we deal with fear, fear is what I was going to do this episode on fear. Um, instead, talked about decided to, to talk so, uh, uh, mental health. Uh, but fear is essentially the precipice for change. You know what I mean? When you're afraid of something uh, that that was what I one of the things I vocalized. Shout out to my homie Christian, who I mentioned on Weight Loss Wednesday last week was killing it, doing the workouts and, and losing weight and stuff. I had a conversation with him, and I think I might have mentioned this on last week's podcast. I don't remember. I I had a conversation with him where I said I was scared. You know what I mean? I was a fucking afraid. I I was hitting this. I was crashing. Uh, I was like driving out of control. I was crashing. You know, the the fucking wheels were coming off. Um, The wheel was coming off, and I was crashing, and I was afraid. What was going to happen next? What was going to happen next? And that fear was the precipice of change. And the next day, I knew that can't be it. This won't be it. I've come too far. You know, as human beings, we are resilient. We have power within us um, and we need to unlock that potential. And that starts with telling ourselves that we that we have power, with telling ourselves that we believe in ourselves. The negative voice inside your head, man, that is the mental health uh, that needs to be addressed when you're trying to lose weight. That is the number one thing. You will never change your body until you change your mind. That I can promise you. You'll change your body. Don't get me wrong. You'll change your body. But unless you've changed your mind, you'll probably just end up right back where you started. You need to change your mind. Um, Tell yourself positive things. Make it simple. Start easy. Write notes every day. Wake up to a note every day that says, yo, you're good enough. Yo, you deserve this. Um, Yo, you've earned this. You, you, whatever it is, whatever positive affirmation, sit with your thoughts for a moment and think about what's the most negative thing you're telling yourself. And then approach that by saying, nah, I'm better than that. I can do better than that. I deserve better than that. Um, and you will see positive change in, in, you'll see it almost immediately. I promise you just for one moment, just take a moment after this podcast, even right. You just take, just take a minute, whatever, and just tell yourself something good. 10, 15 times, even when there's going to be a negative thought that creeps in your mind that one thinks it's silly, that two thinks it's uh, thinks you're lying to yourself. That's your self-doubt. That's not another person. That's your own mind doubting yourself. And you're going to blow through it. Just blow through that. Talk over it and say, no, 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 I do deserve it. It does. No, you don't deserve it. No, no, I do deserve it. And you just keep telling yourself that. Um, And I promise you that will improve your mental health. And that's one of the biggest steps you can take uh, to really improve your life. You know what I mean? There was a great study done about ghrelin. Ghrelin, if you don't know, ghrelin is the chemical that uh, is is a chemical that essentially our stomach produces. Uh, that is what makes us feel hungry. All right, and this it, 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 so I'm sorry. So this experiment, what they do is uh, they wanted to measure how much ghrelin our stomach produced based on our mental activity, essentially, right? So they brought in a a group of subjects 
they gave them a milkshake. And this milkshake they advertised to them was a healthy milkshake, uh, high protein, whatever. It's only 180 calories. Bang, bang, drink this. So the you and while they were drinking it, they measured the ghrelin in their stomach, the ghrelin that was being produced. And what they found was was that their stomach had produced a small amount of ghrelin uh, for this milkshake, essentially. Uh, was it? Yeah. Small amount of ghrelin for this milkshake. Then they come back a month or, or a few weeks later, whatever, and they give them the exact same milkshake. But then tell them, oh, this is our like indulgence milkshake. This is a 640 calorie monster here. Drink it. They drank it, measured it, and they found that their stomachs were producing a far more amount of ghrelin to account for uh, for the additional calories, uh, I think is, is what it is. I may have said what ghrelin is wrong. I can't remember. Um, for the additional calories that they thought they were taking in. In the end of the day, it was the exact same milkshake, and the calories were actually in the middle. Um, so their stomachs would never have really produced the proper amount of ghrelin to... Uh, adhere to the correct amount of calories on the, the milkshake for real, uh, just based on what they're told produced this very large scale where they where, where they actually don't know. Uh, their stomachs actually don't know because of what they're being told. Um, and that just is, is just a, an example of how your mind, what, how we perceive things, how that can affect literally, can literally affect the chemistry of our bodies. Um, and that is exactly... Uh, what what needs to be addressed. Um, that is the number one thing when you start really, really just telling yourself positive affirmations, a small, small thing. Uh, it's a really small, actionable thing. Like I said, to, to lose weight, to take the first step really is about making a life choice. Like I said earlier in the podcast, where it's about committing to 100% doesn't mean, all right, committing to 100% doesn't mean go and throw everything out of the cupboard. Uh, even though they, like science finds that committing money to a task uh, makes you adhere to it more. Uh, but what I'm saying is if you're going to commit 100% to losing weight, it's not about committing 100% to some diet, to any fad diet. And trust me, every single one of the diets is a fad diet. Even the like those Instagram uh, like workout people, uh, not, to, not to take money out of their pockets. I'm not trying to hate on them. And not even to say that they don't offer value. Um, but the value offered needs to be addressed in a different way than some people address it, where they view this as a diet. They're saying, oh, cool. They'll just take care of the food for me. Right. So now I don't even have to think about it. Well, you need to educate yourself. Really, you need to educate yourself and understand why you're eating this food. That way, when you're eating the food, you you are completely committed because you understand why you're doing it, as opposed to doing a diet where you're like, I'm just going to eat this because I can apparently lose weight. You know what I mean? It's two completely different mindsets. So uh, uh, those are short term uh, fixes to a long term problem. You need to make uh, small, actionable changes. And one small, actionable change you can make, like I said in the first part, I mean, just just drop off soda for a week. Uh, right. Do that for a couple weeks. And then this week, let's say, you know, uh, how about you replace your white bread with wheat bread? Uh, you know, just make that small change. Say, you know what? We're not going to buy any more white bread. We're going to do wheat bread from here on out. Um, don't make too many huge changes to your diet, just small changes like that. And then add this, write a positive affirmation every day, write it 10 times, uh, and go on about your day. You know what I mean? Small changes like that are more actionable, are, are easier to commit to. 
Um, and I, I promise you, you can come out better on the other side. Um, addressing your mental health, do the research. You know what I mean? Spend time researching. We'll spend so much time bullshitting on Instagram, bullshitting on Twitter, bullshitting on Facebook. Um, which, which honestly, like sometimes, listen, I spend time on social media. It is what it is. But as soon as I see something that's negative, like I don't interact much on Facebook, especially on Facebook. You'll never see me argue on Facebook ever, ever, ever again. Um, and that stopped, I don't know, four or five, six years ago. Um, because as soon as I see the trigger, I just back out. It's not even worth it. What, what is the worth of getting into any Facebook spat with anybody? What is the worth of that? You know what I mean? It's not a, this is not a real conversation. This is not a real debate. Uh, you're not face to face, which is changes the, the, which changes the context of arguments like completely when you're face to face with somebody, it's far easier to respect it because you are two people now, as opposed to this, you're just typing to a third party. You're typing to a message board and addressing this person in a third party way is no longer a human being. So that's a whole different thing. But the point being is as soon as I even get the inkling that I want to comment oh, this motherfucker says something dumb about politics, I'm about to comment. Uh, before I even get involved, I'm like, nah, I'm just going to leave because I don't need that extra negativity. I don't need this extra bullshit. I just don't. You know what I mean? It, it's enough. It's hard enough managing your own mental, right? Your own mind is hard enough to manage. So why would I even start piling on with social media drama that is just not worth it? You know what I mean? It's not real. It's not worth it. Um, and yeah, just address your mental health. Small changes. You know what I mean? Small changes. Write yourself affirmations every day, positive affirmations that are going to make you believe in yourself uh, because I believe in you. You should believe in you. Your family believes in you. Trust me, they do. Uh, the person, the person, if you think someone doesn't believe in you, maybe someone told you right now recently, like, hey, I don't believe in you. Uh, well, then guess what? Fuck that person. You get that person out of your life. You know what I mean? Gravitate towards people that will help you push forward. I don't think that's the case. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's not the case that someone has come up to you and verbalized that they don't believe in you. Uh, nine times out of 10, the person that, that, you're saying doesn't believe in you is actually you. Um, so it's allowing yourself those affirmations to counter that voice uh, will will get you really, really far because you are worth it. You know what I mean? The idea that you're not is, is an idea that was planted many, 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 many moons ago. You know what I mean? Somebody one time said you weren't worth it. And that shit stuck with you. That's a scientific uh, uh, study too. Uh, how negative negative responses stick with us far longer than positive affirmations. You know what I mean? So if you go, they did a, a study on, um, uh, this will be my last point. They did a study on, uh, people who had spoken to their, uh, who had a, like a, a work meeting with a manager or, or a, uh, you know, like a year review, a year in review with their manager. And they found that the negative thing that their manager told them, the thing they needed to work on stuck with them far, far longer and was far more impactful to them than the positive things they were told. Um, so it's easy for us. It's very, very easy for us to fall into the negatives. Um, so focus on the positives. Tell yourself positive things every single day when you wake up. It'll make a huge difference. Just write them down. Even if you think you're lying to yourself, man, fake it till you make it. That shit is real. Um, even if you think you're lying to yourself, eventually you'll believe it uh, and you'll be better for it. It'll make dieting, uh, it, it'll make changing your diet. It'll make exercising those things. It'll make it easier. I promise you. Um, so yeah, that, that's all I got. Uh, hopefully this helps somebody, uh, hopefully, you know, give it a listen. Hopefully it helps. If you have questions, reach out to me, ma'am. 
Uh, I want everyone to succeed as much as possible, especially if you're a friend of mine or an acquaintance. I want you to succeed. If you're not even, I want you to succeed. So um, everyone take care out there. Wash your fucking hands. Okay. Write yourself an affirmation. Hey, you are the best, but keep your stupid fucking hands clean. Um, Be careful out there. Uh, Let's continue social distancing, man. We can make it out the other side of this in a great great way, man. I promise you, uh, if you get any motivation or help from this, uh, man, I'm killing it right now. You know what I mean? This quarantine is going really fucking well for me. And there's no reason why it can't go really, really well for you uh, during this time. Self-care, take care of yourself is the most important thing. Um, wash your stupid fucking hands. Uh, stay in the house. And that's all I got. And sometimes, sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, coach, 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 uh, and sometimes, and sometimes.